0: Hi, I'm Dave Kerkerito, and I'm here with Nigel Perry for Who the F Did That? Hi, everyone. So those of uh, you who don't know, Nigel and I worked a lot together at Esquire Magazine. Uh, we hang out personally, half of which I can't remember and half I'm not allowed to talk about, and, but professionally, we did some pretty cool stuff together. Um, so those who don't know Nigel, um, Nigel, I'd like to ask you, what the fuck you've been up to? Well, I mean, have we done the intro now? Are yeah, we doing, are mean, we doing other stuff. Yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> okay. you only live a mile away. I so really know what you're up to. <laughs> no, that's just but it. What? What? Are All you up right. To what? what um, yeah. Um, the most recent thing I've done, which I'm the most, I'm the happiest about, is um, a bunch of photos I've done for my mate Eric Repair, who has a restaurant. And I've uh, shot a load of uh, wait a second food Eric repair. Has repair a re- he has Le, a restaurant, La Bernardine. Oh, know. yeah, no. I think you've been there. Yeah, I think I might have even taken you there when you were leaving uh, Esquire magazine. Yeah. So I don't uh, remember. You that. don't remember that, neither do I, really. No. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, I've I've done a bunch of food photographs for his uh, his new book that he's bringing out. I think it's next year. In, uh, on sorry on a, um, vegetables, just vegetables, nothing else. And uh, so it's awesome, but you shoot people. Though, people I, shoot you shoot I shoot people, <laughs> you shoot <laughs> people, I do shoot people. I do shoot people. You shoot people, I do shoot people. No business yes.
0: shooting vegetables.
1: I know that's just it. I know I should have left that for the Instagrammers that there are, but uh, I felt that we had to raise the bar somehow. Um, uh, yeah, and normally I'm known for shooting uh, exceedingly famous people or people who've been in the news at some point for whatever reason. So it could be uh, exceedingly famous or exceedingly infamous. So how did you like the vegetables uh, compared to people? Tell me about that. I loved the way they didn't answer back. I loved the way that I didn't have to deal with a PR person. I loved the way that I didn't have to sort out green M&Ms from the rest of the bag for their their uh rider in their uh bloody changing rooms and stuff like that but seriously so
0: you know i'm you know i'm a creative director i right? know that I i'm a creative might, director have we worked together we i At think, think we have worked together At some before. point we might have but my question
1: is so like you know i wouldn't necessarily hire you to photograph food well, that shows you have no vision, my good man. I don't, I don't know why he wouldn't do that. Oh, your chair just broke. Oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, yes, it's an unusual um, choice. Uh, and, and someone who went out on a limb, as it were, to, uh, uh, you know, to get me to do that. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But why do you think Eric hired you? Um, I I
0: know he loves your work and you've worked with Eric for years and you guys are good friends and all. But why do you think he trusted you to shoot his uh, uh, vegetarian cookbook?
1: Um, I really don't know. That's a question we're going to have to ask him on another podcast. Mm. Um, But uh, I brought to it the same things that I bring to when I'm shooting people. Which are? Which are, what am I trying to say with this photo? What am I trying to say about this person? So it's basically the same, what am I trying to say about this dish? Is it green peas? Well, they need to be very green and pea-like. Is it uh, it, uh, a, a bowl of celery? Then it needs to really, you need to be able to sniff the celery and stuff. Well, you know, I, I,
0: I don't want to seem like I'm too outside the, the, the fray here because I was at the, one of those shoots and uh, Eric had a very interesting looking dish that he compared to something interesting.
1: Oh, probably, yes. That could have been uh, some sort of uh, vegetable that could have resembled, in one's imagination, some sort of uh, body part or something. There were a few like that, uh, but uh, we had a bit of a laugh and and tried to make it look less like the body part and more like a zucchini or something. So when's that coming out? Uh, hope. I think it's coming out in 2020 spring, I think. Right. Uh, now, uh, so what are you up to? That's what I'm proud of recently, what you've been proud of, what you've been doing, Dave. Uh, my God, I've been hustling.
0: I've been, uh, uh, singing and dancing for, uh, design money. And,
1: uh, I don't believe any of this. Uh, nonsense. Yeah, it's
0: true. Well, uh, after I left Esquire in 2016. So how long were you at Esquire? I was at Esquire for about 11 years, almost 12 years. And, uh, David Granger was fired. Uh, and then I hung in there with, uh, Jay for a little bit.
1: And I then, don't think you're allowed to say that Granger was fired. I think you're allowed. You're only allowed to say David's contract was up and he chose to. No, no, no. He was shit canned. <laughs> <laughs> he was shit canned by David Carey.
0: Oh, fair I'll enough. I'll never forget it because we we he was just canned and um, we we're getting drunk at the Yasme awards and and uh, David Carey was walking up to him. He's like, "Hey, David," and David looked at him. He said. Oh, this Cunt!
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Uh oh. So I guess he was shit canned. Yeah, Uh, that's pretty much the definition. But anyhow,
0: so after uh, after Esquire, I started up a company with my wife Jessica um, called Works Well with Others Design. How does that
1: go working with your wife? It's awful. (laughs) I can only imagine. We
0: we don't work well together, but we work (laughs) well with other people. That's classic. And. I've uh, been working with golf for the last year, Golf Magazine. That's been a lot of fun. I uh, kind of suck at golf, and this is hasn't really made my game much better.
1: <laughs> I was about to say, you play it nearly every other day. Yeah, but it still
0: <laughs> fucking sucks. Um, but um, I'm really proud of uh, this project that I started with, Indian, Indian Motorcycle, which is a quarterly book. <clears throat> um, but the funny story is, how did you get that gig with Indian? Well, I was writing a monthly column for Popular Mechanics magazine on motorcycles. And um, I had a gig uh, reviewing the new FTR 1200 for Indian. Indian.
1: There's that it's scrambler? A, yeah, it's a, oh, it's right. a motorcycle. Yeah,
0: <laughs> And uh, I flew out to Cabo and I was uh, hanging out having drinks uh, with the president and the vice president, as you do, after a, a long ride in the desert. And they said, well, listen, you do, you do magazines, we have a gig for you. So I, uh, I uh, started this uh, beautiful, beautiful project that uh, uh, with editor Peter Martin and a whole gaggle of people. Um, um, it's been really fucking fruitful. It's been great. And it's, they're, they're, they're a great client because they just said, you know what you're doing. We're going to give this project to you. Just do it. Do whatever you want to do. And it was amazing. Uh,
1: well, uh, it must be really nice for you because I know that uh, uh, you like motorcycles because we go on lots of motorbike rides. Uh, well, uh, long motorbike rides and short ones around where we both live. But uh, is that how you normally land your jobs by drinking in swimming pools with the uh, the heads of the companies? Because that sounds like a great way <laughs> to get jobs. If you, you know, ask me, <laughs> it's funny. You because must have to keep your figure in trim we've and been, stuff. We've... Like. I <laughs> would been, be useless. I wouldn't get any work if it depended on me keeping my figure and trim and going into swimming pools.
0: We've been really fortunate. with works well with others. We haven't had to solicit a lot of our work. I think it's because of the success of, of what we, you and I, did at Esquire magazine with such kind of groundbreaking shit that people um, kind of come to us and and call on us. Jess and I haven't really had to, like throw the mailers out right. there and, and, like me, and do a lot of... Not like
1: me, always hulking my, my portfolio around. I held my portfolio I You're still yeah. carrying around... Second-hand car sales. You're still carrying
0: around transparencies right. in a 45-pound... That's uh, right. You know those guys yeah.
1: that sell aluminum siding? Well, yeah. that's the kind of thing that I do. I uh, show up at people's offices and say, look at what I've got to sell. Would you like to buy some? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, how,
0: how are you getting work now?
1: Uh, to what work? What work are we talking about? Um, I' just literally uh a little bit like you, uh, a lot of it is uh stuff which uh has been shot in the past, which um, people see, so they come to me and ask me if I will shoot something for them and, but a lot of it too is uh due to old old contacts who know that I still want to work, who uh, you know come along and hire me for whatever great things they've got to give me. All right, so now you're resting... Covers of magazines or... Now you're resting on your... Your... your laurels. Yeah, laurels on your laurels. laurels. You're resting on your laurels, hoping <laughs> and, for work. And, and, and my fat ass a lot of the time, and your yes. Fat but yes. How, did, how did you get your start? Oh, my God, that's a really, really long story. Well, make um, it short. I'm going to try. Okay. Uh, I used to be a designer, much as yourself, except I wasn't doing such grandiose work that you're doing. Um, and... Uh, I was working for a publishing company as their uh, book jacket designer. I Was taking photographs uh, in my spare time. I took a bunch of photographs up to the head of the company and Said I don't know what I can do with these. Do you know Uh, and that guy um, is actually a he's now died But he was called Lord Matthew Evans Lord Lord. He became a Lord later on in life. He was just Matthew to me then Uh, and then um, he said, I don't know what to do with them, but I know of a couple of people who do. So he sent me to these two people who, because they were very friends with, friendly with Matthew, they thought that I must be Matthew's new little protégé, and they thought they should do something for me. And uh, they said, look, I tell you what, we've just opened this uh, this club that has a little gallery in uh, London called The Groucho. We'd love you to photograph All their members. Wait a minute. Let me finish the story. Let me finish the story. Uh, So I said, uh, great. So I took um, their recommendation back to Matthew. And Matthew, who respects their judgment, said, oh, my God, they must think you're brilliant. So it was a case of bluff and double bluff. And then uh, two months later, I had an exhibition at the Show that uh, set me on my career literally overnight.
0: But wait a second. You studied design now.
1: I studied design. And got lucky with photography. And got very lucky with photography. You know, it's it's funny because
0: I have a similar story. I studied illustration at Parsons School of Design uh, back in the late 80s. And uh, I had no interest in design whatsoever. I wanted to become an illustrator. I wanted to become the next Brad Holland. Brad Holland was the guy back then. Sure. Um, So um, I remember I had an internship for general media, which was, okay, kids, hold on to your seats, Penthouse Magazine, Omni Magazine, <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> uh, Longevity Magazine, a bunch of computer magazines and some other crap. I was about 20, 24, 25 years old and I was, it was time to move on. Um, and I worked for a, a place called Manhattan File. Oh, yeah. I I
1: shot for Manhattan. You file. have I shot yeah, for Manhattan. I did. File? Yeah. We had yeah. some
0: really good shooters for that magazine. It was a, it was a fun <laughs> yeah. it was a fun yeah, game way back in the I was just a early child. 90s. That's right. I was yeah. just a child. Uh worked for Manhattan File and then I worked for the infamous Source magazine. I
1: shot for the Source too. Which never was got great. paid. Which never got paid. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people never but, got no. paid.
0: But the Source magazine was uh, uh, the first opportunity that um, I was given where somebody said to me, Do whatever the fuck you wanna do. I wanna, actually, it was Dave Mays who owned the company at the time. He said, Do whatever you wanna do, spend as much money as you wanna spend. I wanna beat Rolling Stone. All right, and hip hop was just at its inf- infancy at that point. And um, I did, I spent all their money.
1: Yeah, that's why I never got paid. <laughs> yeah, it fair could enough. be.
0: And then I went to a couple other jobs, but um, eventually landed where you and I met. Eventually at Esquire magazine, and uh, the the interview process for that was kind of crazy because David Granger would call me just to hang out for drinks, and uh, I'd show him my work occasionally, and i we we'd, we'd uh, have some food and and then. Um, hang out some more and have some more drinks. So, then, so the pattern just
1: continues that well, you, yeah, uh, yeah. But you he, just hang out with the bosses for drinks. Yeah. Were you in a swimming pool this time? Or no, no that, swimming no, pool. okay.
0: But then one day, you know, we're, we're hanging out and he said, so and this has been like the fourth time we hung out. And he, and he said, uh, so Kirk Rita, I just want to know, are you an asshole? And I said, I don't know. You keep asking me for drinks. What do you think? <laughs> Am I an asshole? But we're very good (laughs) pals today. So, so that lasted. Esquire lasted for uh, almost twelve years.
1: Yeah, and that's where I met you. And And that's where we did a whole. You and I met. We did a whole bunch of awesome stuff. Did we? We well, I loved it. Well, we did uh, yeah. do it, a bunch of. I remember the stuff. first time I met so you. So, you what was were, your first uh, cover? What was your first cover you did for us? Uh, the first, for us? Uh, the first cover try, or the first cover cover. <laughs> well, this is a good story. <laughs> the first cover try was uh, with Vigo Mortensen, and yeah. um, I never, uh, I never like to meet or be with the creative director or the art director or anything when I'm setting up or before a shoot because. I'm quite frankly so nervous that I'm like a chicken with my head cut off. So Yeah, we well, where I were you? You what, were at the the uh, you were at the chateau. I was Vermont. staying at the chateau and you were staying at the Sunset Marquee yeah. and uh your photo director uh kept calling me up and Who saying... Who is it, Mike Norsing? Mike Norsing was he was the director at the time, yeah. So he's calling me up and saying, Listen, you have to um you have to go and pick uh, Dave up and I was like, Well I don't I'm not a chauffeur. I don't pick bloody art directors up. They get, they get there themselves. I insisted he pick then you Then you insisted, and then I, I realized I, that I would probably uh, <laughs> ought not to be like this. Otherwise, I'd be the difficult asshole. So uh, I came and picked you up. And then when I said good morning to you, I think it was about 4.30 in the morning, and there was this wonderful whiff of whiskey and cigarettes coming off your breath. <laughs> Uh, I realised why you wanted driving, so we uh, rearranged all of the equipment in the back of the van. Well, we were going so to Twenty Six Palms. So you we could lie down, palms. and that so you place. could lie down and finish sleeping your night off. Well, so, <laughs> so you laid in the back of the van the whole way, sleeping on the way. Out. It took us like three or four hours to get to Twenty Nine Palms in the desert. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, then you continued snoozing in the bunk beds that of uh, well, the. Hotel room we'd rent. Yes, for we the had shoot. bunk beds, and I do remember
0: the shoot because I was well hungover, <laughs> and I do remember
1: you trying to wake me up and telling me that Vigo was here, waiting outside, wanting wanting some direction. And I told you, just do it, just do it. So we set a few um, canvases on fire. That's in right, the right. That's right. That's right. Uh, it almost caused a bit of an international incident at the hotel, um, but uh, and then we went off chasing him. Into the desert. Well, by uh, that time, I was awake. I remember you were awake that then, part. just yeah. about. Just about lunch. Yeah. And yeah. Then,
0: then Vigo uh, said that um, he had some amazing places that he thought would be in perfect for photography.
1: Tree. In Joshua Tree. You Which is that? not allowed, we well, you're not allowed to do. So yeah. he took us all the back roads so into Joshua. So we ran. And literally ran, ran barefoot ran. through these sandy uh, canyons to these places that he... And
0: it never ran. And those were great shots. It never and when ran. we were done. when we were done, we went back to 29 Palm palms and uh, had a bunch he, of drinks with him everybody and talked drinks. about photography yeah, it was time. amazing yeah, it was great he was one of the greatest guys that we ever actually hung out I know. with and you never and we, buddy we used. hung out with fucking everybody I know everybody who who in your mind I have mine I know who I absolutely love that we've shot a bunch of times
1: who's who's one of your favorites that you shot for Esquire Celebrities. Well, um, there, there, there's too many. I mean, the two that always come to mind. One is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, um, who's he's just crazy, a crazy guy anyway, and always fun. But I also I love um, uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I love Tom Cruise because he just rolls up on his motorbike without any publicists or publicity I was or. this close to becoming a scientist <laughs> I, just, I love that well, guy well so I did much. did notice you were spending an awful long time chatting to him in the, yeah uh, well he asked me who uh, makeup what, my, what my mother did what yeah. my father uh-huh. did where, where it was, was we from he recruiting, asked me to you. hold on to two rods yeah.
0: <laughs> and start
1: divining water <laughs> yes. or the pointing pointing up to the heavens <laughs> but he was, he was a consummate professional he never he never uh balks at
0: doing anything tom cruise was great because at the time i was really i was doing i was doing a lot of rock climbing i still do a lot of rock climbing um uh, but he was doing a lot of rock climbing so we had to solve that problem of him climbing the rope I know. and then i tied a i tied a climbers uh yeah. for him and then we got to talking but anyhow he he tom cruise was pretty great because Every year after that shoot, he sent Esquire magazine a cake. He sent me a cake as well for Christmas—a red velvet.
1: cake. That's right. For the, the red velvet cake was so fucking good. Got the red velvet cake, and my doormen used to—they used to get it delivered to them, and they would—they would come up so proud and say, "Nigel, Nudge, you've got a package from Tom Cruise." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> it. it's another one of those cakes." All right, you guys, just have it. Take it downstairs and share it.
0: You know who's my ultimate favorite, though, of all time is uh, George Clooney. George Clooney, oh
1: my God. I, well, let I, me interrupt you. Me, let me, let well, me I didn't even you. think of him as a celebrity because he's just
0: like a mate hanging out with a mate. You know, uh, what I found out, because he was on the last cover of Granger's Esquire, yep. and um, uh, we went to his house yep. as we've done as we've before. done in the past. But what yeah. I never knew was we were the only people ever allowed
1: to shoot at his house. There were never any other photo shoots. And that that amazed me. Well, I think that was all to do with the fact that he's friends with Granger, nothing to do with us. And the fact that we're consumer professionals ourselves. Well, yeah. And just go in and do the job and get out.
0: Yeah. Not... Well, what was cool, too, was like we'd hang out and have sandwiches and beers with yeah, George Clooney and talk right. for yeah. hours after yeah. afterwards. I
1: remember... What uh, a great guy. Yeah, it's, it's great fun. Great fun. Can't, uh, can't fault that man. And then... Uh, I've worked with him uh, also independent of Esquire. Oh, yeah, you and, um, did the, uh, did Nespresso, the this Nespresso ads with Nespresso him Nespresso ads with him, which were yeah, kind of cool. which were great. Uh, it's great for me. Good, uh, you know, nice paycheck. Um, and, uh, you know, he's always good to work with. Yeah. And in the middle of that, uh, the weird thing was he got, a f- in the middle of that shoot, he got a phone call from Obama. He did? Right in the middle. Uh, oh. And they were chatting about. I think they were chatting about something. It seemed like he was almost thinking of going into politics at one point. Oh, uh, that would have been a disaster. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I. Uh, when we were photographing, um, oh God, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, I wasn't on that he, shoot. You weren't on that shoot, but Dwayne was talking to me about how he should run as vice president and George <laughs> should run as president, and they would totally get in straight away. <laughs> So my God, you know, I,
0: I don't have the issues in front of me, but you've done so many goddamn covers for us. I mean, what's 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 one of your what, one of, they one rattle the, off some of the one of, your of the very
1: one of the most important ones was uh, well, for me was yeah. um, Leonardo DiCaprio simply because oh I because you were going of to say, Trump. cover because of that cover I met my uh, intended to be wife really how yeah. how was uh, that? I was at a dinner party. And uh, one of the gentlemen at the dinner party said, oh, my God, uh, you work for Esquire magazine? And I said, yeah, I've done some shots for them. And he said, and he pulled out the magazine and said, I love this, this. Esquire cover. Just look at it; it's fantastic. I mean, it's just wonderful. And uh, it was where Leon, Leo was throwing a glass of whiskey at us. Which, by the way, I, I have to segue.
0: So, uh, the, okay. so Leo, Leo, we've shot him a couple of times, right? And he's been extremely hungover. Very, uh, very hungover. And we
1: haven't at all. We
0: surprisingly, <laughs> but he was extremely hungover. But. Um, that shoot where he's throwing the glass, that's one of the greatest uh, 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 behind the scenes shots of you wearing garbage bags as he's actually throwing
1: liquor on your body. That's exactly smoking what a cigar. I got to, I was, I was going on to. So I didn't tell this guy at the dinner party that it was me that was the photographer. I merely said to him, would you like to uh, see what the, what the photographer was wearing? as he was being thrown at. I said, you know, because it's not as glamorous as you might seem. And he was like, sure, I'll, uh, yeah, I'd I'd like to see that. So all the people at the dinner party came back to my house and I had used to have this uh, bathroom called the Fuck You Bathroom, which was like with me, photographs of me and all of the celebrities that I'd taken. And the one shot there was a picture of that photo of the cover with him throwing... The drink towards the camera, and then the next shot by the side, mounted in a frame, is me wearing two garbage bags over my over my body and a skirt made out of uh, just plastic, some sort of plastic uh, tarpaulin which someone managed to find in the garage. Yeah, and it's just all taped together. It's the most unglamorous thing you can ever imagine
0: but one of the most uh, you can see it on really, my instagram you know actually. it's funny i wasn't particularly happy with the way i laid out the type on that cover but the image people really it, it really connected with
1: people really did you know i guess it's th- kind of
0: 3d you know people you know yeah
1: it, yeah and my anyway my now to be wife <laughs> yes of course she Rachel, was one Rachel. in that group so one of the shoots from Esquire that stands out the most with me is uh, Daniel Craig. And it's not, well, the shoot itself was uh, quite a, a, a well, story. However, yeah. I loved what you did with the type. I've never seen someone just handwrite everything on the front of a cover of a magazine. Well, That's unheard of. That was an
0: evolution because I started started years before with this wall of type, Granger... Pulled me in. We, we wanted to do something different. And he pulled me in and he said. Uh, Gr- Granger's the editor, yeah. Yeah, David yeah, yeah. Granger, the mm-hmm. Got yeah, former yeah. editor of, of Esquire. And he, and he said, um, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, if somebody were standing in front of the Vietnam War Memorial. So that made me do the first Daniel Craig cover, the first one. Oh, I didn't shoot that. So you I, did don't, not I don't want you. to hear about that then. I don't care. <laughs> I know you don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was shot by Greg Williams. What?
1: Yeah, yeah, I Greg. I, I love Greg. I
0: um, but uh, he shot that, and uh, I put this wall of type behind. And so, what was crazy was I never was satisfied with that first iteration of the type. So I had a, I continually pushed it, and it evolved, and it evolved, and I tried to, uh, type in perspective, and I tried type upside down, and I did this and all this crazy shit. Um, <clears throat> but not until. Your Daniel Craig cover, and I had done this with your covers previously to Daniel Craig. I I didn't have the balls to actually do my handwriting. Actually, I did it once before. I did it. I did it with a uh, Tom Brady. Um, I did it with Tom Brady years before. Um, before that, I had, uh, I had hired this woman, Marion Duchars, to do the type for a George Clooney cover years and years ago. But um, so,
1: so wait a minute, you're saying that the Daniel Craig cover was a rehash of something you'd done? It wasn't there. a rehash, it was an evolution. In it two was respects. The, It was the, yes, that's The rehash right. in that, you'd already shot him before, number one. Well, and was, number I, two, I, I, well, you I, just rehashed the type from somebody else's cover. No, that's not fucking true. <laughs>
0: that's, that's not fucking that's true. That's what it sounds like well, to me. Well, the thing was, I mean, Marion Duchar's typography wasn't my handwriting. It was, all right, but it was it was right, very, I'll give you it was very own stylized yeah. handwriting. I'll give you that. But um,
1: Oop, ding did you hear the, yeah, the yeah, wine yeah, yeah. we are there. drinking wine <laughs> yeah cheers. <laughs> uh
0: but uh Marion uh did uh, a very stylized type uh thing. And then then we we shot uh we shot um uh what's his name uh, Tom Brady for the cover. And uh it was very clean. He was very, very clean. Uh,
1: uh, just I'd, too perfect. So I, I had do fucking, remember that, even I though I didn't it. shoot I had,
0: it. I had to fuck it up. So I did my own handwriting, which was kind of fucking weird. But by the time we got to Daniel Craig... You learned how to write. I learned how to write. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how gotcha. to write. And uh w- w- the cool part of that cover was um it was kind of... We were just hanging out. It was the summertime. We were doing the cover, and we uh, Granger was trying to get the fuck out of town, play probably play golf. I was trying to go somewhere. All the editors were going somewhere. So what we did was like, "Hey, here's where the cover line will go." Uh, uh, saw a movie about Captain America. This story's not about the captain. Uh, blah blah blah. Iraq story. You know that was that was kind of cool. It was it? Was it was it was kind of groundbreaking in. Not so grand. Big you the, almost hit it ring. by accident. Exactly. But well, that's and great. That's the way shit happens. This, yeah, absolutely. But that's so the way you time. and I have always worked. Always, out. Always. That's the way that you and I have always worked. Yeah. And here's here's what I I, I want to get to this point. You know, like you could, as you know, I, although we didn't really do too much of this, but people try to plan so much of this shit beforehand yeah. and actually try to. You know, well, we're going to do one shot over here. We're going to do one shot over there. We're going to do one shot. You and I, the way that you and I always worked was like, go scout it, go scout it out. Call me when you're ready. I'll show up, and then tell me then what you it. tell me what yeah. you're thinking. And if I see something interesting, I'll tell you. Sure. That I think something is interesting over there. I agree.
1: That's right? how we've always done. It. You
0: cannot fucking plan
1: anything. Well, we never... no. no, wait a minute. I, I've got right, to disagree go with you a little go bit ahead. there. Go ahead. Simply because, as the photographer. I have everything planned in my head, what I want to do. It's literally like a, um, it's like a plan of campaign. It's like a battle. And you're you're constantly having to worry about what the subject's going to want to do, what they will do, what they won't do. And you sort of have to work it so that you go from the easiest to the most difficult. So the, the responsibilities of me as a photographer is to provide you with a cover. Right. So long as I can provide you with the cover, well, we, anything else can... You can use any other photograph that I've taken on the cover setup right, right. for the inside. So if the guy decides to walk after the cover, yeah. then you've got enough, That's right. enough That's stuff. Right. That's but right. the priorities are always the cover. And then you start working toward the other stuff. And once you've got That's the right. cover in the bag, you know you're safe. Then you can start to relax. That's absolutely right. I, I actually forgot that because
0: we, we would say... Um, uh, let's shoot the cover like this. We'll shoot
1: it three quarters. We'll shoot them straight see, on yeah, and absolute, do all that. Yeah. And, and then I could do, do, yeah. do all my type yeah. shit. And then we can do whatever we want. Then I can do all my type shit. And then we could do whatever we want after that. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, you know, after that right. with Jason Statham, we had him hanging from a children's fairground ride. Right? <laughs> Jason um, Statham. Uh, much to the, a... much of the chagrin of the owner of the fairground <laughs> that he we was... rented for the whole day.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. There's a, there's a show on Showtime called... Um, how to be a god in Central Florida that Jessica and I are watching right now. That park was one of the is it, it was like some some amusement park on the outskirts of
1: Disneyland. That's
0: yeah, just a total fun. Yeah, it failure. was. I
1: think it was a children's uh, children's park. It was you know for kids, but there was one ride that I I tried. I almost had the shoot shut down by the owners of the park by. Showing them what I was going to do by my, my, me and my assistant, and I was in one of these cars which went up about sixty foot up in the yeah, air, yeah. and he was in the other, and we were hanging from literally from the outside of the car as if you know you were hanging onto a Yeah, that a, was the a last shot of the or day. Yeah. That was the last shot of the day. Yeah, and but the owner and
0: his daughter came, um, uh, Betsy Sewer, whatever, uh, yeah, whatever her name he was. was.
1: <laughs> yeah, came screaming. <laughs> yeah, they came screaming up, running at us, and. Uh, all of a sudden they had to, you know, the the shoot was done and we had to lower the ride and and everybody was uh, very angry with us. However, I was happy as a lark because that was the shot I've been trying to get all day. That's funny, man. Jason Statham
0: called me for like a week before that shoot, just kind of trying to connect and make sure a shoot was perfect
1: and all that. Have you ever had any of that before um no no i i haven't actually the only person that i did speak to before was um was i'm going back to uh vigo mortensen yeah well I, I was on vacation and all of a sudden this publicist called me and said vigo wants to know what you are going to do uh he's on the phone um so you know here he is so i transferred to him i was in the middle of france somewhere i think and, um, you know, I'd, I'd had words with his publicist before and his publicist said he's not gonna leave LA, he's not gonna do this, he won't do that, he won't do the other. And I came thinking, what an asshole. The Vigo's gonna be a, such a tit. But um, not at all. When I spoke to him, he said, You said I, I won't leave LA. He said I won't go to 29 Palms. I love that area. Of course I'm gonna do it. So I was like, um, okay. Fine. But the number of times the publicist says one thing and the actual subject says another is just it's just beyond a joke. How yeah, it's mind boggling. Mind boggling that they're yeah. just they're there to create problems so they can so they can fix problems, the problems and, and then they look good and look yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. So can you
0: tell the Bill Clinton story? please, when we shot Well, him. the Bill
1: Clinton story at the end, at the end, uh, or oh, my Bill Clinton story when I shot him in the White House, but it wasn't for you. Tell me about the presidents you've shot in the past. Uh, okay. Uh, the first one will have been uh, President Clinton. Uh, the second one is, I'm, I'm trying to think, in what order they come from? Clinton, and then, uh, Bush, Bush GW. and then Obama, and then, I uh, have a wonderful president that we have right now, yeah. But um, you shot uh, you shot uh, Clinton twice. I, I've shot Clinton now about four times, yeah. Right? Um, but the last time was with you, and uh, he you <laughs> for Esquire, we were, we were at, we at the was, UN, we were at the UN, and uh, he'd uh, I think he'd been a bit ill before that, I think he'd had all sorts of heart bypasses and stuff just before, and uh. At the end of it, so his Secret Service guys were being pains in the arse like they usually are. And they were saying, okay, now now that's it. You, you, you have to, we're done. The shoot's done. You've had your seven minutes or whatever it was we were given. Uh, so the president's going to leave. So they all filed out and left. And we followed. And then we look back and <laughs> President Clinton is, is still in the room where we were at. What did he say? Hey, hey guys, guys. Would you all like a photo with me? Yeah. So <laughs> we, we all went back in. We, <laughs> we filed back in. Back in. And to have said, a photo with President Who Clinton? wants to have a photo with me, guys? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be kidding! That was just hilarious. <laughs> and I was, i felt like saying to him, "Look, no, Mr. President, I've got—I've shown you a few times before. I've got enough, thanks." But <laughs> he, we didn't. We all filed in, and we all we did. took it. It was I, for I him, seen, not for I us. Have, that was I the have, funniest I have thing. I've not
0: seen that photo. <laughs> You think he has oh, it hang, you think he has it hanging in his wall of shame in his bathroom? Probably. Somewhere? Oh my gosh. So uh. so um one of my favorite covers is and one of it was almost uh the the uh, the one of my last covers was the President Trump cover. Oh yeah. And um obviously before um before he was elected president, we were all freaking the fuck out at Esquire. Um but um just When I got your photo, and you can tell a little bit, talk a little bit about how you got the photo. um, You know, we went through a series of cover lines. The first cover line was Racist and Cheat. It was the best. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Racist
1: and Cheat. It was Racist and Cheat. No, it was Racist in Chief. Racist. In, I thought maybe I the wine is, is maybe the wine is maybe the wine is racist and cheat would have been the best line. Oh, well, uh, now look but then because yeah. I only saw the racist in chief.
0: Yeah, so we did that racist in chief, and uh, I, I, I did that myself, and um, I remember telling Granger. You know, Granger was like, "Ah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that." I was like, "Don't be a fucking puss. Just fucking run." It. <laughs> but we ran. Um, what did we run? What's that hater test? in chief. Hater in chief. Yeah, okay. hater in chief. Jess, Jess is back there. What's that, Jess? I said hater in chief. Hater in chief, but racist. Looking back, would have racist been great. Racist in chief would have been. So uh, <laughs> tell us a <laughs> no, little bit. No, racist
1: and cheat would have been better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tell us about that cover shoot.
1: Oh yeah, I went up to his. I've shot him before, but I went up to his. Um, Oh, his office, because uh, 'cause will only ever be shot at, in his office uh, Trump at, Tower. at Golden Tower, yeah, whatever it's called. So
0: t- tell us about about that a little bit. Like, what is it like walking in there? I mean, he has a monument to himself, right? Well, I mean, most of
1: the places that you can walk in are all accessible to the public, because it's all about being... No, but uh, I mean
0: his office,
1: his personal yeah, I, office. I haven't seen a golden monument to him, but um, uh, it, it's, it's a, a very sort of 1980s... Slick mirrored shag pile carpet, everything you can imagine that is bad taste. Yeah, it is bad taste from the moment you walk in to the moment you leave. Yeah, everything about it. Yeah, you know, a, a really weird, stained, red, wooden, massive uh, table, uh, conference table. And he's got this one wall which is all uh, mirrors that are from floor to ceiling, which are about four inches wide. So you, as you walk by, you can see yourself, because it's curved, you see yourself um, about a zillion times. And uh, as we're getting toward the end, I mean, the whole point of the shoot that we were meant to be doing was I, was, I shot Clinton, I shot Rubio, I shot all the people that you thought were going to be uh, president. The president. Yeah. And they were, you were, you, the art direction was we were going to put them on like a Mount Rushmore feel. Right. It was, they were all going to be side by side, three of them on the cover. And he managed to fuck it all up by refusing to be photographed in profile. That's right. And oh I kept trying to get him in profile. The other two were lovely. Hillary, I photographed a number of times, lovely. Rubio, bit of an awkward guy, but, but you whatever. Did, yeah,
0: that was a that was a really nice layout, actually, that we did with Yeah, it was in the Yeah, it was
1: great. great but, piece. um... He, uh, he just kept saying, uh, y- you're, not, you're not going to photograph me uh, in profile. I did the shoot, managed to get the few shots which I really liked by having him follow my hand as I was holding the camera in one hand. So he was looking up around and down and all over the place. And uh, just on the way as he was leaving, I said, you know, I'd love to photograph you in front of this mirrored wall. And uh, he stood there looking at, maybe a hundred images of himself in this mirrored wall and i photographed him there and he he turned to melania and said melania you know this kid is good this kid this kid is good i'm a six-year-old fat old geezer this kid is good i like him i like him this kid's great well remember your na- what's your name son what's your name okay no, that damn melania i felt like turning to her and saying uh, don't bother Don't bother noting that, down. (laughs) Wait a second, though. (laughs) What did GW call you? Oh, he didn't call me. Uh, George W., he... uh, In those days, I used to wear my um, side... I didn't have a beard, and I used to wear my sideboards like old 70s-style lamb chops. And he just... uh, He just said... First words out of his mouth in in the Oval Office. Nice. <laughs> no, it was fine. Pair of burns he got there, Nigel. How'd you get those? <laughs> I guess I just didn't I shave them off. I
0: guess I grew hair. <laughs> yeah,
1: Mr. President. He was actually he was lovely though. I would have of all of the presidents, he's the one I'd love to go down the bar for a drink with, oh, even though yeah. he doesn't drink. But he's such a joker. He's hilarious. It's I bet really fun. Have,
0: yeah, but he would have done that a, a in, a, of heartbeat. Times. Yeah, in yeah. a heartbeat. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Exactly.
1: Yeah, he was a great guy. Don't agree with this politics, but a great guy. So, what are you obsessed with right now? What am I obsessed with? Uh, Well, well, that wine. I mean, this microphone, by the way. This microphone is uh, (laughs) picking up every lip-smacking moment. Um, (sighs) Yeah, hang on. Let me just have a slurp, too. Mm. (laughs) This is my karaoke voice, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm obsessed with, well, actually, I've just become obsessed this weekend with a huge uh, job I've just been awarded by uh, NBC Universal, where I have to photograph 60 or more of their actors from their shows in December. That's going to be very difficult. I'm going to have to put on my genius head. That's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great. It really
0: is. But uh, it's a buyout. It's a buyout, yeah. But so, I'll be able to use it on Instagram. There's no, no.
1: resale. No resale. No Which is resale. where I get a lot of my money from.
0: Right. So there's no resale. So so what value does it? Uh,
1: so yeah, time? way back in England when I started 30 years ago, your magazine, sorry, your photograph on the cover of a magazine dropping through the art director's door on a Sunday, where they're looking at it over a cup of coffee and stuff, counted so much. Uh, because you're constantly hitting your market, as it were. You know, every the, the newspapers used to work for had these colour supplements, which, if you could get work for, were fantastic. So, do you still see value in that? Do I still? I see a lot of value in magazine work, simply because it gives you the freedom to actually produce something which is not choreographed by an outside entity.
0: You know, the funny thing is, as, as a creative director, I mean, so the numbers have declined over the years in terms of circulation, but you're still hitting, so like, let's say People Magazine or uh, I don't even know what magazine, you know, so their decline is from 3 million to 1 million or 800,000. That's still a lot of people.
1: It is. Or even lower. It's I a mean. lot lower, uh, actually, I think these days. But to me, I'll work for uh, the magazines and the people that I've known in the industry that have moved on to different magazines. Right. I'll work for them regardless of what magazine it is, simply because of our history. And they know, they're asking me to do something which they know uh, I'm going to produce. They want my style of of work.
0: For us, you know, it's, um, (laughs) I hate to say it, but we kind of profit on the decline of the industry because... Not many people know how to do what we do. I often compare us to uh, the last horseshoe maker um, uh, around the around the invention of the automobile.
1: Oh, wait a minute! Are you are you trying to tell me that you're good at your job simply because you've been through all the traditional training and you reached a pinnacle, and now all the magazines are ditching everybody who knows what they're doing because they have to pay them well. And bringing people up who don't really know what they're doing and rely on you for the, the, the cream of the, the work which, which they want. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah this, is my best, of,
0: this is my best pod voice cap, uh, voice. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, you see, that yeah. is happening to me too because I've heard of photo directors. Well, A, some photo directors now believe they're photographers. Uh, which I find sort of interesting uh, and and very demoralising and sad all at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, but there's no question that photo directors now are the big thing. Because yeah. they can work with, because of the decline of all the magazine industry, they can work with whoever they want. Because anybody wants to work for anybody now, because there's so many photographers without work that you're, you can be a tin pot photo editor from a tiny magazine and you can call up 10 photographers who would never have dreamed of working for your magazine in the past. People still see a lot of value in paper, for
0: sure. I mean, you know, the Indian client um, could have just rolled out their new marketing campaign um, just digitally only, but they saw the value of putting something on somebody's coffee table book to stick around. But in terms of the magazine industry itself, it's a ghost town of what it used to be. I mean, you know, we honestly make a lot of our um, money and uh, meet a lot of our clients through people who want to continue to do very good quality work, but it's just not out there anymore. There aren't a lot of people uh, continuing to to, to find, to, to want those jobs in publishing. Um, and you know the quality has suffered greatly we come in we fix things we we are highly trained professionals who know how to give everybody exactly what they want um,
1: so are you, are you, are you telling me then that uh, the highly trained professionals are now too expensive to be hired by the publishing companies uh, i would say yeah there's a lot of there are a lot of people out
0: there in this industry that are really underpaid and overworked and that's no way to actually produce quality at all. Um, not to say that we were not underpaid and overworked, but people today are really underpaid and
1: really overworked. Well, is that because they're having to deal with, say, for instance, I don't know, but you hear of people having to, they're the creative director of one magazine, then all of a sudden... They're the creative director gets... over, of several magazines. So what you can't do is you can't
0: focus on one thing and do it extraordinarily well. You have to focus on
1: several things and be scatterbrained and not be really good at all of them. Well, yeah, exactly. No one can really do this uh, thing called uh, oh, God, I've forgotten its name. We'll have to cut that bit. This thing called uh, don't, keep it running. Uh, what's it called where you, you split your. That's right. Yeah, yeah, this multitasking thing just doesn't exist. I mean, all you do, if you're doing three things, your concentration is split yeah. three times. Be three really good at
0: one thing and stick to it. Be really good at one thing. Esquire, we did a thousand different things. We had the television show. We, we were constantly doing these little side projects, book projects, the big black book. But it was all on brand. It was all one brand. I understood oh. that brand from top to bottom. Nope. Anyhow, you're going to get me riled up. I don't want to talk too much about this because I will really start throwing some <laughs> real venom out there. But, <laughs> but tell me, what, what's, what's bothering you the most lately? What drives
1: you crazy right now? Oh, social media. How so? Oh, social media is, uh, yes, it's a leveller of views and ideas. And I'm not just talking about Instagram here. I'm talking about every single piece of social media, beginning with the most disgusting thing that was invented called Facebook, which was invented by some dweeb so that he could rate... Women in his college. I mean, yeah. how can something good come out of something that yeah. that depraved? Yeah, it's a horrible. Uh, it's a horrible thing. thing. But yeah. uh, you know, there, I digress. But that kind of leads on to the fact that it's a platform for maniacs. Uh, all social media. It, it's just too accessible. You get complete. You get people who are completely underinformed about everything, going on and getting the same platform and the same. Uh, distribution as the extremely well-informed. Yeah, And there's, there's, no, there's no longer is there an editing process by which you were um, an apprentice underneath, say, a copy editor to begin with, and then you became the copy editor, and then you saw a way into journalism. And you worked your way up, and you were also checked and balanced at each stage of the game. And, you know, the problem is the amount of visual information that's out there now just dilutes it. The more there is... You know, if, if gold all of a sudden became as uh, as as abundant as water, then gold would be no longer
0: valuable. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, my opinion, not everybody is supposed to be a fucking rock star. Not everybody's supposed to be the best. Some people are supposed to go into fields and dig fucking ditches. Because they're Other really people good at are, it. Yeah, because people are really good at it. Know your lane. Stick yeah. to it. yeah. Oh, God, now you've got me heated. Oh, sorry. But anyhow, thank you for listening to Who the F Did That. Please join us for some more conversations in our upcoming episodes. And thanks, Nigel. It's yeah, good to see you. Well, thank you. Oh, yeah, I see you every day. You only live a
1: mile down the road <laughs> yeah, up, up right, in the Catskills yeah. I'll, I'll here. i see you at 5 o'clock this evening for another dark sky. Yep, and a beer. Yeah.